Welcome to the Worthy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Emily, and I'm here to teach spiritually curious women like you how to stop people pleasing, how to gain massive self-worth and confidence, and how to reclaim your feminine power so that you can experience more love, more freedom, and more abundance in your life, and most importantly, how to live as your most worthy, authentic self. On this podcast, I'll be giving you my best teachings, trainings, and wisdom so that you can take action towards creating your dream life and showing up as the worthy woman that you are. Hello, and welcome back to the Worthy Woman podcast. I am super excited to have this beautiful soul in front of me on this podcast episode. And her name is Tiff, and she is the owner and founder of Bow to the Bee, which is a beautiful jewelry company that is local in Denver. But before we get into her podcast episode interview, I want to state my intention for having Tiff on because the way that we connected was so synchronistic, like (laughs) truly (laughs) spirit was orchestrating everything well like always but it just felt so just magical in the way that i met her i basically walked i go to um work on my laptop at this coffee shop in denver that's really close to my house and i noticed that there was a flower shop right next door and as you know if you've been listening and if you know me i'm also a florist and so i was like i have to go in to see this flower shop it looks so cute and I walked in and I, no pun intended, well, kind of, but I beelined for the front um, checkout area where there was this beautiful jewelry of all of these gold and silver bees on these necklaces and rings. And I have chills as I'm even saying this. It was so stunning and just struck me because my name melissa means honeybee and that has been um something that i've been as i've become a florist and as i've just kind of looked into the symbology and like the spiritual meaning of bees i just feel so connected to bees and i feel like i'm continuing to develop a relationship with bees and i know that bees are so powerful and i'm so excited to have tiff share all about the bees but So I basically, long story short, found this beautiful bee jewelry. I started making a connection with this flower shop. And then down the line, uh, just recently within the past couple of weeks, I think or so, Tiff was popping up at the flower shop doing a permanent jewelry pop-up with her bee jewelry. And then that's where I connected with her. And the entire time that we were talking for like the five minutes that we were chatting, (laughs) we were asking each other questions and I just had full body chills and just this resonance of waves moving through my body. Like I am meant to meet this soul. This soul is meant to be in my life in some way. And um, I'm just so grateful. And then we ended up going to get coffee. And I've been in this season of my life where I'm just like, out of the spirituality closet telling people that i'm into spirituality and you know you can take it or leave it and for some reason i just felt like called to share you know deeper spiritual things that i'm interested in and just like you know spirituality is like my number one passion so when i put myself out there like that tiff beautifully reflected back to me that she's also into spirituality we realized that our numerology, our life path numbers are both 11s, which is such a spiritual number. And I just feel so excited to have her on because my intention is for you listening to be inspired by her and her journey and for her to show you that it's possible for you because she's a creative entrepreneur, business owner, badass, soul and is making an impact on the world in a positive way and helping to build this new earth and her creations are just so 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 stunning so 
With all that being said, welcome to the podcast, Tip. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. And thanks for that intro, Melissa. It was same meeting you as well. It was just like, wow, this soul is amazing and radiating and so vibrant. I would love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about like where you're from, who you are, um, and then I would love to get into your story of how and why you started your beautiful business. Awesome. So I'm Tiff Wilson. I'm the founder of Bow to the Bee. I'm actually from Toronto, Canada originally and moved to the United States oh, like 14 years ago now. Uh, moved for a job and then went to school and lived in New York, San Francisco, and now Colorado really doing the tour of America, as I like to call it. And my, uh, I've been an entrepreneur for over two decades and entrepreneurship is definitely in my soul. I love the freedom of entrepreneurship, but I also love the creativity that comes with it. It's truly the profession where you can really think out of the box and be applauded for thinking out of the box by having people buy your creations or use your uh, different applications. Before starting Bow to the Bee, I had a technology startup, which that's what brought me to San Francisco. And the doing technology was amazing as there's so much magic in creating. Uh, we had a mobile app helping people with interior design. And it was truly an expansive um, growth trajectory for my entrepreneurship career as before that I had worked in very product-based businesses, whereas technology, you can really reach millions and millions of users in a day. And so the expansiveness of seeing things at scale really trapped me in. And after that, I started Bow to the Bee. Amazing. I love that. What a beautiful journey. I feel like it gives people permission to really like explore all that there is to explore in this lifetime and get out of their comfort zone and go see different places of the world, different cities, try things out. And it all ultimately leads us down our divine path. And it led you down the path of starting your jewelry business. So tell us more about how that got all started, because it sounds like a journey. It was definitely a journey. And to your point, yes, I think that there's like entrepreneurship will wake people up in different ways as you're being very vulnerable with putting yourself out there in the world. And mm -hmm. it's not easy. There's ups, there's downs, there's, but all those things are so precious to growth and like looking back in an entrepreneurship journey it's very parallel to when you move to a new place you're mm -hmm. jumping into the unknown you don't have that foundation or network that you had in your previous place you're starting again you're defining who you are and building your community so um just to iterate what you said yeah moving different places and starting new ideas are both such fun things, but also huge growth moments. Um, I started Bow to the Bee in COVID. I had actually moved in 2019 from San Francisco to Colorado. I had sold a piece of the technology business in 2019 and had gotten a place in Colorado as I decided I was gonna ski for the winter. <laughs> um, and little did I know that in March, 2020 COVID hit and I was like, okay, I still had my place in San Francisco as well, but I was like, I don't want to go back to San Francisco during COVID. It was crazy at that first onset of COVID. Colorado was a wonderful place. The mountains did close, but nature was open. So all the signs were really pointing to stay in Colorado during this time. That said, I was a bit bored. 
And I'm a very like curious person. I rarely get bored, but this huge um, there were lockdowns and just the shift in the world created this boredom within me. And I had this time on my hands, which looking back, I was frustrated at being bored. I don't know if you've ever reached points in your life where you're just like, I'm bored. What am I going to do? But it was actually a huge blessing. So I decided to buy a 3D printer. I'd always wanted to experiment with 3D printing technology. I know, very random. But I bought a 3D printer. I converted my garage into a studio to 3D print. And during COVID, I was like, I'll just make all my friends something jewelry wise from my 3D printer and hopefully it'll bring a smile to their face during this time too. So set out to start creating 3D models, watch YouTube videos of how to 3D print, asked people online who made World of Warcraft figurines, how they were 3D printed. <laughs> I reached out to everyone um, and started I really actually loved learning. It was a process of everything about this journey was truly from my heart. Like I woke up with such passion to create this every day and to learn more. And there was such an excitement of seeing these molds. I had a resin printer, which is a micro detail printer. So there was this like huge excitement seeing these molds coming to life and from the computer screen to a tangible product. Um, and then it led to this point where I, uh, my grandmother always wore bee jewelry. So I had inherited some jewelry from her that I actually wanted to replicate in a way that was more my style. So that was the original onset of how I started doing bees. And then as I started to create these bee jewelry uh, and send them to people, people would send me stories about how the bees were dying or all the issues going on with bees right now. And that was just the twofold sold the deal. I was like, well, this is something we have. There's a huge awareness here that needs to be spread to the public of what is really going on with the bees. How can we all support them and help and realize that we are all one. So it went from really building these things to my friends to falling in love with the mission and falling in love with the bees and everything the bees stand for. And then the next phase was, okay, how do I take these 3D prints and actually make them into gold and silver jewelry that truly does last a lifetime and is a statement that people want to wear? Wow. Oh my goodness. I have chills. That is so beautiful. Amazing. First of all, I, I just, I know that feeling of being so having a beginner's mindset, like a curious beginner's mindset and letting the passion lead you and move you and letting spirit move through you in that way was so beautiful. I feel like there's so many parallels with our stories too, because one of the reasons why I started playing with flowers was because mm. my grandma loved flowers so much. Oh, no way. And every time I work with flowers, I actually feel her energy with me. And I've like, that is so cool. <laughs> it's really cool. And so I just love that, that that's, I love your story. That is so beautiful. And the synchronicities of like people telling you stories of telling you about what's actually, what's happening with the bees and feeling connected with bees. Um, so what- I also will add, I was visited by bees like every day. Once I started <laughs> making this jewelry, it was so weird, but I would, find bees in like my window cells or when I was on walk they would land on me wow. and it 
could have been just that I didn't notice before how much bees were prevalent in my life, but it really felt like they were coming to me uh, in the mass (laughs) to support this jewelry venture as well. Wow. Yeah. Like they were, well, I, maybe we can get into bee symbolism and the spiritual meaning of bees, um, because it feels as if they are like, they have this like mystical wisdom and, can be messengers in in ways. So tell me more about what your connection with bees are. And maybe if you want to tell us like, what's like the symbolism, um, maybe for you specifically, but just in general, like, yeah, tell us more about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's tons of symbolism in every different um, religion, every like, there I have on our site bowtothebee.com we have a lot but the things I'll say three things that I love the most about bees and learning about bees is one is their altruism like they don't they don't think selfishly and when I talk about bees we're talking about all bees not just honeybees mm-hmm. um honeybees actually aren't as much in danger as native bees. Um, the, uh, there's over 4,000 species of bees in America. So when I say the bees are in danger, it's actually the ones that we've never heard of that we really need to pay attention to. Wow. That's but in terms of symbolism, bees, for example, a honeybee, they will, uh, create out of joy everything they do in the hive is just out of pure joy and love and they will always so first and foremost is joy like coming from that sense of joy knowing your role loving your role within the hive and doing it with utmost joy every single day they don't look if there's a bee that's has a certain role of filling the propolis within the squares, they love their role. They don't look at the one who visits the flowers every day and say, oh, I wish I was them. They just are very confident in who they are, their role, they love it and do it with utmost joy. The second is abundance. Bees come from a very abundant mindset and this can be seen in the hive Um, how they make always extra honey. So they're coming from a mindset that I love to make this honey. I love to visit the most beautiful. Also, they visit the most beautiful flowers. Our flowers have evolved to be more beautiful over the past hundreds of thousands of years. And there's many, many studies. Bees don't have eyes like our eyes, right? They see ultraviolet colors Uh and light. And so the more neon and fluorescent and bright the flowers are, the more the bees will go to those flowers. So over the course of our time, flowers have evolved to become more beautiful and pretty. And so bees are again, enhancing the natural beauty of this world, but from their abundant mindset, they're visiting these flowers with joy and they're coming back creating honey add an of an excess to share with humans and others mm-hmm. so there's some people that say that it you should only take a certain amount of honey from the hive and that is very true like never take all the honey from the hive because bees do create that honeybees for um, the winter but there is excess for others which if every human, if we created from a joyful, heartfelt place and always with abundance, like I'm going to make this food and have enough to share for the community. I'm going to make this jewelry and have enough to share for others. It's just a beautiful way of thinking. Oh my gosh. I am in, I'm tearing up. (laughs) I'm so moved by it because I love it it's just and it just so deeply connects with the flowers too like even in my artistry and my craft I oftentimes have leftover flowers extra flowers and I'll try and share it with my neighbors or my friends or 
gifted to people. And I just feel like that overflowing and sharing of the beauty and the sweetness of life, like the honey, mm -hmm. it's just, that's, I feel like that's why we're here is to be in joy and to share our beautiful gifts that we have created from a place of joy. Like how, how good, how much better can it get? <laughs> exactly. And be, and flowers like our beauty in purest form and beauty will enhance the vibration of a space. Oh, let's get into that. So as you yeah. said, like the gift, like you'll keep the flowers or you'll gift the flowers after that's you coming from abundance, but your energy there giving those flowers as gifts will help to raise other people's abundance. Same with the honey, like honey, some people think honey is sacred and we'll use it only in prayers or uh, rituals. But again, honey, no one's ever, I mean, there are some people who don't like honey, but most people will taste honey and it will put them in a good mood. Yes, absolutely. Like a little Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like things that truly bring people happiness and joy and and raise that vibration of our current yeah, to something absolutely. even better. Absolutely. And I feel like that's what you're doing with your jewelry as well. And I would love for you to share your, we talked a little bit about how I've been following this one jewelry designer for a while. And she shared on her blog post about how she infuses an intention into her jewelry. And oftentimes she starts with a vision which sounds a lot like what your process was, um, especially when you first started, you loved being able to create something uh, like a mock-up or whatever the word is for that on the computer and then yeah. actually bring that to life. And I am getting so excited about that because to me, artistry and being in creation is, is making, creating things that have never existed before with our own unique energetic signature and imprint in our essence. And so I just love that that's what you do um, with your jewelry. So I would love for you to share, you know, your process of that or any thoughts you have around that, or even like your intentions for what, why you created this jewelry for people to wear and how you, you know, how you want them to feel while wearing it or what that jewelry could mean to them in some way. Yeah, I'd love to check, chat about that. Um, so each of the pieces, uh, when I was creating them, first of all, when you create anything, you have to like be so proud. of. I think that self-love is really important for all artists and all entrepreneurs because it is very vulnerable to put your idea into this world. So anyone who's listening and is a creator, I'm sending you a big high five. Yeah. Um, and when I was creating each of the pieces, I really took the wisdom that I learned from the bees. So be joy, be love, be you, be bold, um, and infuse that energy into each of the pieces. The bracelets were one that um, actually men were our biggest customer for the bracelets and still are as they will buy them for their wife or their girlfriend or their pregnant wife who's having a baby that they've called B. Um, so there's all these beautiful inscriptions that where people are writing on the card. Can you write this and this? So the bracelet I is be love. And I really wanted to infuse in that of this notion of be love in your biggest and most expansive form and show love. Mm -hmm. And then we have this big um, ring and we call it the badass bee ring, but that one is really infused with be bold. And not everyone will wear a big bee on their pinky finger or on their pointer finger. But those that do, I really wanted to infuse into that piece, like be bold, be brave, be something courageous and that you might not have been before and wear it proudly. And then the necklaces are be joy. 
and we have a whole gemstone birthstone line and each of those birthstones are related to the month so um and they relate to the stone and what the stone means and you can tap into them some people buy the birthstone some people buy the stone meaning that they need if they want some groundedness or whichever um, component they want in their life. And then also I include in every purchase a little card that says, I wear this bee to be. Mm-hmm. And you can write down how you want to bless the piece of jewelry. And at first I was like, will people understand this? Um, not everyone who buys the jewelry is spiritual and understands even like the intentions are putting energy into pieces. And it's been really cool to see people send photos of what they've put on those cards. Like they'll say, I'll wear it to be me or to, to be a reminder of my grandmother or to be happy, be kind yeah be loving towards those that may not love me or um to those that may not see my opinions or one wrote be loving to all the projections negative projections i receive each day in life i was like that's just so beautiful wow that is so beautiful and i feel like what you're creating these experiences for people to bless themselves is really helping to create this new earth 5d frequency of love that we are all stepping into as a humanity um and kind of like what we were talking about before we press record is like yeah Soon you're not even going to have to question whether or not people understand it as this becomes more quote unquote mainstream of like intention setting and manifestation and this like spiritual lingo, because I believe that we are all spiritual. It's not like you can, I mean, you can be spiritual, but we're all souls. We're all spiritual beings. We don't have to try and be it, but I, I just love that. And I feel like the word, the play on words of be is so powerful because I I say this a lot and I take this from Wayne Dyer. I don't know if you know. Oh, I love Wayne Dyer. I I listen to his audiobooks in the car all the time (laughs) and people will jump in and be like, what are you listening to right now? (laughs) That's so cute. I love that too. I have one of his audiobooks. It's the secrets of the power of intention. Yes. And yeah, that one's like so special to me, but I call him my spiritual grandfather because he's like just so, so beautiful. Um, Anyways, he talks about, as you could probably remember in that book of saying the words I am are so powerful, like whatever word you put after the word I am, that's who you are. And so I feel like that's what you're presenting people with this opportunity to step into and choose who they want to be mm-hmm. and they wear the jewelry and that is creating such a beautiful ripple effect into the world like it's gonna touch lives and lives and lives and we've talked about this too on our coffee date about how the 5d and like also the symbolism or the um the bees are all about working together and synergy yes. Um, and before we get into that too, I also want to touch on to the, the vulnerability of being an artist and a creator. I love that you, that you talked about that because that was also something that I, um, was really challenging me for me in the beginning too, because flowers felt so personal to me and my creations felt like me, you know, I was putting my essence into the artistry And I had this really big fear of rejection. Like what if I put myself out there and no one wants to buy my flowers and you have to be so courageous and bold. And we're, we're recording this podcast, like riding in the Lionsgate energy. It's uh, August 9th. So we're just, you know, we're, we're still in the portal. (laughs) And I feel like the lion also represents this 
this courage, like you were being called to be creative and courageous as artists of our lives, even if you don't consider yourself to be an artist, if you're a business owner, if you're a creator in some way, or if you're just whatever it is that you are, I feel that leading from the heart and being courageous and bold is is the way is the path and i'm just so grateful to have you on this podcast to show people that it's possible so um and the self-love piece too i mean there's just it's amazing (laughs) so yeah is there anything else you want to speak on with like the teamwork pieces or um anything like that yeah i mean and just to iterate upon when you are creative, you're going to get people that say this is ugly or I don't love this piece of jewelry. Can I return it? Or this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Have and you gotten st- feedback like that? That's all. I had one person on <laughs> at the early days who got the, the big ring and was like, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. And of course, but that's all part of it. That's the duality, right? Like we came here to experience duality and it's those things that actually make it stronger because if I was to listen to those two or three people who of the thousands of people who the jewelry have touched, then I'm not standing true to myself and true to my artistic vision here. And those people just come in to remind you why you're doing it and you're not doing it for them. Like an artist creates for themselves. An artist creates because they have to create. Like it was in me to come out. Just in terms of teamwork, I've started probably a hundred businesses in my life. Mm -hmm. Many of them have failed and not turned into something. Wow. The bees was a business that was easy. Like there was momentum from the start that when I needed every step of the business, what I needed was right there and the right person just showed up. For example, I went from making all the stuff in my garage and I was soldering the pieces and um, I had a jeweler in New Mexico who still today makes all the gold and silver bees. And that jeweler, I went on a trip to Taos, New Mexico, and I met someone who said, oh, I know the perfect person who will do this for you. And then it was the perfect person. It was, I was never in the energy of desperation or hustling or being yes. like, hey, how am I going to figure this out? How I, is this going to come to fruition? That when I was ready and at that point in the business, the people showed up to guide me to the next way of the business, which also like law of attraction and momentum. It was like, okay, this is what they mean when just follow the momentum. Absolutely. Follow the flow. Yeah. There was no resistance. There was no resistance. And in the places there was re- resistance, we had worked with someone to make um, the earring studs and it didn't work out. And I realized that, and it was very fast. It was like, okay, this didn't work out, happened really fast, didn't waste much money on it. And I was like, okay, this is not the person. The per- person in Taos is going to do that as well. And they were happy to do that as well. And from my standpoint, it was actually easier for one person to do it, do it all instead of having Someone who makes the rings do this and someone who makes the necklaces do this and someone who makes the earring studs do this. Yes. So. Yeah, it feels like those moments are kind of like a reminder of, you know, it's either this or if it's a no, there's something better and more perfect than maybe you could have ever imagined. And the divine intelligence is, it's like the bees, they're all working. Exactly. They're all working working together. And another interesting point, like that just came up recently with this business is it got to a point where I didn't have the capacity to make everything anymore. So I'd scaled it to outsourced it for other people to make. But I realized in me, I wanted to still make some stuff. Yeah. So then I had to come back and say, okay, what can I make? So we have a custom necklace, which you can choose your kids' birthstones. A lot of moms buy it and they'll buy 
the bees associated with their kids' birthstones. And I make those and I weld those in my studio. And again, how we met the permanent jewelry. I wanted to make stuff. I wanted to meet the customers. I wanted to have my energy in the products. Mm -hmm. So it goes to, we were talking about 5D, but how the world is shifting. And the there's a thing that, yeah, I feel like our world right now is very imbalanced in uh, capitalism and commerce. And we get to a point where these businesses are just scaled to a point where it's like, they might be scaled too big, that they've mm-hmm. lost the energy and essence that they started with. And maybe the future... I don't know how the future is going to look, but maybe the future is instead of 10 really, really, really big businesses, it's 100,000 medium-sized businesses Mm -hmm. that the founder is still putting their energy into those products and it's building a supportive, sustainable business for them. Absolutely. I love that so much. And I just feel like that is the new way, you know, like when we're all, when we're all consciously creating for the joy of it versus just trying to make as much money as we can. It's like, you know, we're moving into the age of Aquarius where I'm sure you and many other people who are listening have heard that we were originally, or we have been for the past, I don't know how long century, um, just top-down hierarchical structures when it comes to business. And then as we move into the age of Aquarius, it's everyone is everyone is fulfilling their sacred calling and destiny and working together and doing what they love for the joy and for the sake of love and enjoying mm-hmm. it and their deep soul purpose. And it doesn't mean that we have to do it all. Like you've been outsourcing like the queen that you are. I feel like that's such a uh um what's the word it's such a um like (laughs) quality that's the word (laughs) quality of being a queen is like the queen knows that she can't do it all herself she has to hire people to support her and now you get to bless other people's lives and support other people financially and help their lives in some way and help them do what they love while you're still hands-on in the company and and that's why you started your business in the first place is because you loved the joy of creating so beautiful and they also bring so much like every person that i've hired or work with on this company brings so much to it as well like it it's not an individualistic company or individualistic pursuit we are really a hive um mindset in the company there's no one who sits at the top Mm. we all have our roles and all contribute very equally to the success of the business I would actually I love that and I would love for you if you're open to speaking about the queen bee because that's something that you and I talked about on our last um when we met for coffee and I feel like there could be potentially a misconception around the queen. Yeah. So you look at capitalism these days and there's a lot of companies that have like a dictatorship or Stockholm syndrome, or it's very, the CEO is the boss Mm -hmm. and everyone follows the CEO and their word, but in a hive, yes, the queen is the queen, but she is not necessarily the boss. Um, she's fed royal jelly and she is bigger than all the other bees and she does birth all the bees but if the hive is not satisfied with the queen or if they feel the queen is not the person who they're going to follow anymore they will they will kill their queen it sounds really I mean anyone on this who's listening and has bees or beehives knows that like the first thing you have to become comfortable with when you have a beehive is death because there's there's so much out of your control 
and it's in humans wanting to control the hive that we actually ruin the success of the hive so that's really fascinating yeah we can talk all about hive and like the zenness you need to really be a successful beekeeper but in terms of the queen she um if the bees decide that she's not the right queen they will force her out of the hive or they will they will kill her and this just comes to show like that is true democracy if you're not holding up your power in the way that your team wants you or thinks is the best for everyone and they think of a collective mind the bees right like the bees are all telepathically connected to each other so it's collective mind think and that if that collective mind think is not um loving their queen in the way that she is standing for them she's out wow which is such a like opposite in many ways that our society functions totally even just the like facet of what's good for all versus what's good for one is a huge collective shift absolutely and I feel like humanity is entering into that shift it is which is going to be very hard (laughs) because it's been so much the other way for so long yeah but if we can see how beautiful it will be to work together and how fulfilled and happy people will be to be part of communities part of something I think it's a wonderful shift and a very needed shift absolutely oh my gosh that's so cool I love that so much yeah I loved when we chatted about that coffee too I was like oh this is a cool point there's something that you said about um being really clear about what you want to do versus with any entrepreneur starting their business I think it's really important to be very clear about how the vision of the business and how you want this business to be there's a beautiful saying it's like if you don't tell the world who you are the world will tell you who you are Mm -hmm. and that was very in lines with like the BU um Mm -hmm. mantra of the of the of the um the jewelry that is called BU as these days it's very hard to be individualistic society is very judgmental or very saying and social media I think is wonderful but it also can be very polarizing and this is the way you should be this is the way you should post this is this is the content that will do well for the algorithm. So then you structure it all based in very formulaic ways that it can sometimes take away from the individuality of just being you and standing in your weirdness or your difference or your opinion. So in building businesses, everyone will always say, what's, how should this be done? Or how should I go about this? Or what product should I design? I think it's very important at that very early stages to decide what you want and then take other people's advice and opinions. But again, always come back to what you really believe and what feels good in your heart. Yes. And I love that so much. It's just so in alignment with a lot of what I teach and talk about. And you are the perfect person to be talking about that. I think, especially when it comes to businesses, because I think you mentioned you've started like at least a hundred businesses. Is that so many business ideas, so many businesses (laughs) and you, any friend who knows me well is like, uh, always like, Oh, what new business have you started this week? And (laughs) (laughs) what idea are you working on? And yes. And so like with all of your, I'm sure, you know, your quote unquote failures, or just, you know, you just moved on from things that no longer felt in alignment or however that played out, you gained a nugget of this golden wisdom from that. You're the perfect person to be, talking about that because you've had so much experience being a business owner of many different businesses 
And I just love that. Like, I love that you talk about being yourself. And that's something that I've learned too, as a business owner, I've had a couple of different businesses as well. And mm-hmm. I've learned that there's so many different ways to run a business. And the way that works best is the way that feels right for you. There's like no yeah. right or wrong way to do anything. It's just about following your intuition, following your, your guidance, divine guidance, um, and not getting in your head of like, am I doing this right? And I totally agree about the social media thing, how it's, there's so many different opinions out there. I've just been noticing even more and more in this day and age, everyone's telling you what to eat, how to dress, what to look like, like what the standards are. We, we just break out of the boxes and be ourselves. Yeah. Like said and that is so liberating and that's really when the abundance can flow in and the right people can come into your life because you're not trying to be something like living as a means to an end like okay if i do this then i'm going to be successful it's kind of the opposite it's like i'm going to be in my joy and feel successful already just by being happy and then the success ultimately comes from that place of being it's from an authentic place and it's also so much easier it's so much easier there's no pressure there's no pressure and like all the masks that you wear all the rules that you have to follow to that you think that a business should work out this way you just drop them and build from your heart and from momentum and it's way yeah way 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 easier takes way less energy. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like that's when we're really magnetic, like talking about femininity, um, the feminine radiance. I, I talk about this a lot, but I feel that when we are boldly authentically ourselves and we're not trying to dim our light in any way or trying to fit into a box, we can just shine and we give other people permission to shine and just like you coming on this podcast, you're shining, you're sharing your own unique story and giving other people permission to do the same thing. And you don't necessarily have to do it in the way that Tiff is doing it, but like do it in your own way. And that's, it's just so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And mission pers- purpose, so all the bee jewelry proceeds go to supporting the bees. and. I feel this will be a bigger trend in the future where we're really building businesses that have a mission behind them and are twofold. They're not just building products that we need and or want in this world, but also are giving back. Mm-hmm. And this has been done in different scenarios like Tom's Shoes and... Bomba's Socks also is very giving and different companies have done this in different ways, but I'd love to see it even at a bigger expanse and having that full transparency around the business and how they're giving and supporting. I'm looking out my big windows right now of my garden that I planted. Yeah, amazing. Garden before and I have these giant tomato plants and I just saw two bees like buzzing. (laughs) I love it so much. Would you like to share a little bit about the importance of saving the bees and like why you are giving back in some ways? So, so if I heard you correctly, part of the um, profits that you earn, you donate a portion of that to foundations that are saving the bees. Yeah. So we donate all the proceeds to, uh, People and Pollinators Network. All of your profits or proceeds? Or how does the that The profits, yeah. So any revenue that we make from the business, we donate to uh, uh, different organizations that we believe in. And that was very core in when I started this business was like, hey, I want to really give back with this business in a way that, I mean, some business people will look at it and say, you're giving a lot of your money away. Um, how are you going to be profitable in the future? Or where is that going to come from? So, but it was very integral 
for the mission, the, to build a business, to show the world that you can give your proceeds and still have a successful business. And I mean, we can talk business model another day, but the jewelry proceeds go to People and Pollinators Action Network, which is a Denver, Colorado-based foundation. And they plant all native plants, which are the plants that the bees and other pollinators gravitate towards in government spaces and government lands. So on the, on the highway, on golf courses, on different areas. So they're doing, and they also do a huge education around how to support the pollinators, what you can do in your own front yard. Uh, we have a big mission right now on our social media for gardenscapes versus lawns. I mean, you can still have a lawn, but at least have some area that's a gardenscape and has flowers. And don't just have two flowers because bees are smart and they will tell other bees where the most amount of flowers are. So they're efficient in their, they will do their waggle dance and they will tell the other bees in the hive if they found a big patch because they don't want to waste their energy going two flowers here, two flowers there, two flowers there. Mm -hmm. So they'll find the patches that have hundreds of beautiful flowers and then they'll come back to their hive and they'll do a waggle dance to tell with perfect uh, geometric coordination in mapping the other bees where that patch of flowers is. They're brilliant. I mean, they do more math than the, the professors in our world. Um, so People and Pollinator Action Network was one. The other one is the Savory Institute. They're up in Boulder and they are a fund that or uh, yeah, an institute that promotes regenerative agriculture. So regenerative agriculture is agriculture that does not use pesticides. And one of the things that's really, so the two main things that are killing the bees are pesticides and lack of habitat. And People Pollinators Action Network does habitat, uh, Savory does the removal of pesticides through educating farmers who have used very pesticide-driven uh, farming practices, how to convert to regenerative. And regenerative farming practices is using the land and the crops to work for you versus using chemicals. Mm -hmm. So tilling the soil uh, takes away a lot of the nutrients in the soil. So regenerative is very soil-based research mm -hmm. and what soil is best to grow nutrient foods and then how to rotate your crops so you don't need different pesticides on those crops to work in the same way. I mean, pesticides, I mean, Roundup pesticides, anything you spray on your crops, yes, it's killing the bees, but it's also killing humans too. Yeah, There's so much research about Roundup and the disgusting um, stuff that's been hidden in there and pesticides like I rarely shop non-organic but I was in a place recently where I, the only option was a non-organic store and I was like I need to get some fruits and you could just feel the film on yes. these fruits yes and it's like hey and you can taste it mm -hmm. and our food has reached a very like low nutrition value mm -hmm. um, based on our farming practices. So mm -hmm. we have a belief that we're all one and mm -hmm. we're all on this earth together. So anything that helps the bees is inherently helping humans too. So the more we can support the bees, the more we're supporting ourselves and every enough. other species because we live in an ecosystem again this goes back to it's not just us on earth yeah. the more we can support each other the more we're supporting ourselves wow what an absolutely beautiful mission and just the way that you give back to the world and the beliefs and philosophies that I mean, it is universal law. We are all yeah. one. 
we are life is one ginormous mirror and just i'm just so grateful that you're doing what you're doing and i'm so happy that i can share you on our podcast because the world needs more inspired creative entrepreneurs on a mission to help the world and to build this earth that this this vision for earth where we are that we all believe and we remember that we are all one and i just i'm just so moved to tears truly well thank you it's really an honor to be here and to share my story and thanks for your curiosity and asking (laughs) me on this podcast absolutely it's my honor to have you and wow (laughs) yeah and I love what you're doing with this podcast as well like you're brave and courageous in your own right for putting it out there and sharing these stories that mean so dear to you yeah thank you so much it's kind of like how you know you started out and or you know what you do as an artist you just have to do it I just was getting it was like getting tapped on the shoulder by spirit by my guys and they were like you have to start talking you have to start a podcast and I know that you also want to start a podcast you're gonna start one soon. one day yes um so I just I, well it's great yeah. and it's not easy like it's a lot of hard work yeah to figure yeah to figure out what the direction will be where you go but And what I've learned from your journey, you've been very inspired and taking informed action by your inspiration. Yeah. And then, you know, what's coming through to me now on that is that it's, it's kind of like the bees where it's a labor of love and joy, you know, maybe it is a little hard work and you're getting your hands dirty or you're, you know, like we were talking about how the, the program that I use to edit the podcast is really technical. And there was definitely (laughs) a lot of learning curves, but like, that's just part of the journey. And it feels really empowering to be like, yeah, I can do it on my own. Like I taught myself how to do this and it's every step of the journey has been so beautiful and fun. I'm just really, before we go, I'm just like so fascinated by the fact that bees can telepathically communicate. Like I just got overwhelmed by emotions earlier (laughs) and I like couldn't think. I was just like truly in my feelings of just overwhelming, just gratitude and joy and love. But um, yeah, I think it's so cool that the bees will telepathically, like how does that work? You mentioned math. They communicate with energy, like telepathic communication is an instinct and an understanding um, sent through energetic ways. Actually, there's a lot of quantum physicists who have studied telepathy and how it works and also collective thinking. Uh, There's different studies that have been done where in two areas of the world, similar research or similar create um, innovations were made and those two people were not talking to each other at all so it was like wait how did that happen um so it's just a collective think a collective consciousness that we know and the math that bees do bees do so much math if you look at a hive those hexagons they chose a hexagon shape because it is the strongest structure and If you think about a shape that can truly be, uh, if it has six sides and it has six boundaries of support, and if it's fitting into a box, uh, if it was a rectangle, it wouldn't have as many cells. But the Mm -hmm. fact that it can be a circle with sides enables it to be a strong structure and take up the least amount of room as a shape. So there's like so much math that they do in placing those um, hexagons within a hive to be absolutely perfect. And then when they do a waggle dance, it's actually a form of calculations that they're sending from one bee to another bee. 
I have this on my Instagram, Bad of the B, if you want to learn more about like yes. the actual calculations. Yes, I will post a link in the show notes for the link to that because I'm very curious and I'm sure the people listening are also curious about that. That's so One awesome. last thing that I love about the bees is to honor imperfections. So they're in the hive. They're, they make their hexagon cells, but they'll leave out certain areas. And beekeepers were like, oh, we could help them. We see that there's like different holes in different places. We could help them. We could create perfectly printed plastic hexagon cells that have no space in between them. Well, when humans interfered like that and put these perfect, absolutely perfect printed plastic cells, all the bees died. And they realized, they're like, well, there must be something important about these holes, these imperfections in the way that their cells are created. And there is, after the cells have been created, there's a bee that goes around and adds propolis into the holes. And propolis is a um, something that the bees make and it kills any antibacterial or mites within the hive. So when the humans were interfering and doing it absolutely perfectly, there was no point for the bee to fix the holes with this propolis and the, the hive became infected. But when they allowed those imperfections to be there, they realized it's part of the bee's hive journey and just don't interfere with it. It doesn't have to be perfect. There is a reason for imperfections. Oh my goodness. Powerful, right? Powerful. We have so much to learn. We have so much to learn from the bees. We're just getting started too. Yes. So what? You can see how inspired I was by these creatures. I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, they are fantastic. They really are. That is so beautiful and powerful. So before we go, do you have you had experience beekeeping or do you like go and learn have you learned it or what's that been like for you I have learned it I will in the next three years have tons of hives right now I travel so much and it's just not conducive to having bees so I don't have bees currently um but that said I have friends who have bees I have a good friend who has 60 hives and another friend who has four hives, another friend who has five hives. So I'm always going and visiting their hives. And as I said before, native bees are the ones that we really have to support. And that's through building better habitats, um, putting out water for bees. That's just putting a bowl in your garden with marbles in it and putting water on top. And you can also get bee hotels Uh, for mason bees and orchard bees that you can put in your gardens, places that um, the bees can, as we change our habitat and destruct habitats, we're changing the way where bees can live. And these native bees, they need those crevices within trees and different areas to live. So, wow, that is you can do to support amazing so where where else I mean I've checked out your blog a little bit and your website is that if people want to learn more about how to save the bees obviously they can purchase their your jewelry if they feel connected and called and gifting the people in their lives this beautiful jewelry but how else can people support the bees yeah so our website is bowtothebee.com we have a blog called buzz and that has tons of different uh, educational topics about how they can support the bees and planting flowers is really the way that you can truly support the bees i mean in colorado this year we're doing fantastic and we've had so much rain and there's so many wildflowers that everyone sees all the beautiful bumblebees so the more we can plant flowers and think about our personal spaces like if you have a lawn maybe there is an area that you can put flowers in that lawn and again the water making sure you have water for bees and 
putting out just thinking about them they're like a dog yes I'm gonna after take care I, of them yeah I love that after we finish talking I'm gonna go right outside like right away and go put out a bowl of water for the bees next with to my like car. rocks or marbles in it because if it's a it has to be a shallow dish because okay. the bees can't swim so they need right. you need to picture like a little insect and how they would get water from that dish so if you a shallow dish and if you put rocks in it yeah. they'll land on the rock and then go over to get water Perfect. or they'll take the water from the rock yeah do that especially these days it's so hot in Colorado it's so hot yeah Oh, amazing. I feel so lit up by this conversation. Me too. I love this. Thank you. It's 2.22, by the way. We started the podcast at 1.11. Amazing. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners before we end this podcast? For everyone listening today, if you're interested or feel called to have a piece of bee jewelry, use the code BEWORTHY, B-E-E, worthy for 15% off. Thank you so much, Tiff. That's so generous and wonderful. And I love that it's worthy um, for the worthy yeah, women. For the worthy women. Yay. And Yay. does that code expire or is it just? It doesn't expire. I'll leave it up there. Okay, perfect. Yeah, no expiry date for all the worthy women Yay. at any point in time. If you're curious about learning more about me, you can visit my website, Tiff Wilson's website at tiffw.com. And then the bees, follow the bees at Bow to the Bee on Instagram or visit our website at bowtothebee.com. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Amazing. Thank you so much for being on, being on. <laughs> and then having me, yes. Yes. Um, yeah, and I will link everything in the show notes for anyone who is curious, all the links, everything that you need. And yeah, we'll thank see you. you next time. Thank you. This is great. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thanks for listening to the Worthy Woman podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss a new episode when it's released. I love you so much, and I'll see you in the next episode.